Welcome to Startup Confidential, what industry insiders will never tell you that you need to know if you're building a consumer brand. With your host, best-selling author of Ramping Your Brand, Dr. James Richardson. Let's do this. Welcome to Episode 95, Seven Reasons You Need a Strategic Plan. Look, would you climb a 14,000-foot mountain, folks, without vetting your optimal route or without making sure you have the right supplies and physical training? Would you go on a 200-mile bike ride without planning your route, bringing spare tubes, and knowing how much food and water to bring? These are just two easy examples of activities where the need for advanced planning is blindingly obvious, even to novices, precisely because the activity is intuitively beyond our current capabilities. Even those of us who don't know what the hell these plans should contain know that some kind of plan is absolutely a must. But look, it's easy to understand the need for planning, training, and preparing for something we aren't good at and don't even care about because there's not much at stake in confessing we suck at it, now is there? But when there's a lot at stake, such as when we have placed our own money into an early stage CBG venture that we're running, we suddenly believe we can survive on scrappy hustling because we're avoiding the painful reality of confronting what we don't know about something we do care about a lot, our business. So we really avoid that and suspect that what we're going to find will scare the bejesus out of us. The impatient attitude of the entrepreneur easily blinds them from seeing this value of professional strategic planning. And there are two reasons for this. New founders in premium food and beverage especially are generally not business people. They're idea and product people. They're innovators, and they tend to overestimate their ability to manage through any problem on the fly. And they tend to underestimate the risks to the business early on. In doing so, the innovator's confidence continues to be prevalent, super abundant, even though most premium food and beverage brands actually fail before they even get to $500,000 in trailing revenue. The second reason why founders are blind to the need for planning is that there's just simply a challenge. I mean, totally objective when you're an innovator at small scale, because there's almost no separation at all between the three things, you, the company, and the idea product service that binds them together. This makes professional planning, which I do for a living, a really potentially threatening source of self-critique. What if I fail to meet the plan's goals? What if I'm writing the plan, you know, it makes me realize things that I've overlooked. What if my product isn't actually that good and this is all a bloody house of cards? Am I really the imposter my resentful ex-colleagues think I am from their desks? Do you see where it goes, the mania? And so many founders avoid the process of planning or they do it half-heartedly in the midst of day-to-day operations after reading two of my blog posts. Here are the seven reasons why you can't simply rely on intuition and hard work to keep you growing and why you absolutely positively need some kind of strategic plan. The first reason you need a plan is that without a plan, you have no accountability. The foundation of any professional strategic plan is something called a revenue target based on current market conditions and your ability to finance increased production within a defined time frame to meet said target. Without such a concrete target, it's very easy to finish the year and find some way to declare it a success, even if major avoidable mistakes cause needless underperformance. In my experience, the more the founders focus solely on touting their product versus growing the successful CPG business, the more likely they are to fall into this trap. That's the first. The second reason you need a strategic plan is that it empowers you to say, One of the lesser discussed benefits of a strategic plan is that when the external environment catches wind of you and your thing, after a trade show, magazine article, LinkedIn post, whatever, you'll start to get emails and more and more of them as you do better or appear to do better. 
Serial entrepreneurs will tell you that the most dangerous emails are the ones that get you the most excited. The ones from national retail chains. Target did a cold outreach? Is this the right retailer for your brand and offering? Is now the right time for this retailer? Can you even service them? Do you even understand the retailer's corporate strategy and where you really fit in? Do you have a team and resources to support a national rollout in at least a few markets? With a strategic plan, every retailer is already included and excluded. Along an optimal timeline for the development of a healthy business, optimal for you, and not for the retailer who just emailed you and has many ulterior reasons for wanting to bring you in that don't involve a thoughtful consideration of you. The plan reminds you of why and how you want to enter that specific retailer or class of trade, and this allows you to quickly respond and move on. If it's perfect timing, great, amazing. But often in the early years, it ain't. The plan has already said no, so you just need to adhere to it because you thought about that exclusion when you were calm, not faced with the dangerous, tempting email. And then you don't get caught up in flattery, which is very, very easy when you're broke. Hey listeners, exponential growth involves more than a killer product, great fundraising, and a great team. You need superb analytics to ride the ramp. Dr. Richardson's latest online course is now available, Effective Consumer Marketing for Early Stage Founders. You can find course pricing and details at premiumgrowthsolutions.com slash courses. And now back to the episode. The third reason you need a strategic plan is that plans depersonalize decision-making and make it more objective. I can't tell you how many times I catch clients narrating internal debates to me as if they were interpersonal ones. I had a client call me out of the blue once and tell me he had just left a heated meeting in which he and his CFO were arguing the merits of switching the entire line from glass to plastic. Huh? Things get the most emotional folks right before spending a ton of money. I get it. But this is precisely where a good strategic plan can swoop in and force everybody in the room to get beyond their egos and to transcend any unacknowledged interpersonal issues. If you can't find a connection between what you're fighting about and the strategic plan, just stop. It's not relevant. Someone has probably randomly inserted some itch and they want you to scratch it. CFOs are notorious for doing this out of sheer accounting nervosity. So you can ask yourself, does the decision we're fighting about undermine the competitive strategy either way? Or does it affect any aspects of the four-piece strategic mix that we've chosen to pursue? If there's no connection, then the decision at hand can be made purely on some bottom line basis at a very low level in a low conflict manner, or it can just be punted to the future. Sometimes I really do wonder why some why teams fight over fairly inconsequential things. You know why? Because you don't have a plan. Not having a plan makes it impossible to prioritize the relative stakes of this or that executional move. So everything could potentially generate equal conflict if someone had a bad morning. The fourth reason that you need a strategic plan is that plans keep you focused on the long game. Look, you can't necessarily predict your market results. I can't be paid to do that for you either. But you can plan a business like an experiment tied to KPIs accustomed to strategic iterations and pursuing reasonable growth. A plan anchored to reasonable year-over-year growth targets will keep you on the path to long-term healthy growth, not just chasing accounts or getting caught up in unicorn fantasies that the media continue to force-feed us. The fifth reason you need a strategic plan is that without a plan, stakeholders you need to do business will treat you differently. You may be surprised to learn that the people who get professional sources of funding generally get it because they convince somebody that they have a plan. Look, the plan may not be a crystal ball, but it indicates that the owner is at least serious about certain revenue targets and believes they know how to get there. 
Retailers and distributors are more likely to believe a company's promise to generate accelerated profits for them if they can see the plan to get there. And nobody invests very much in hope alone, or they're going to charge you very large slaughtering fees to do so. Brokers and distributors are volume-based third parties, folks. If someone can replace your unplanned, disorganized volume and add even more in the same category, but they actually have a plan, then why are they going to pay much attention to you? Which leads me to my sixth reason for a strategic plan. They make you stand out with buyers who rarely see them from small companies. Look, if you were a retail buyer, flooded with inquiries by premium entrepreneurs, to whom would you give preference after a meeting? Company number one, who came in and talked a lot about their product, chest beat, chest beat, woohoo, here are my SRPs and unit margins, looky, 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 but didn't seem to have a clear vision of where they were going and what they were facing, let alone what they could offer you, the retailer, in terms of supporting services to drive sales. Or company two, that had a three-year strategic plan, featured you at the core of a careful and natural expansion with carefully thought out banners and locations and a smart trade and consumer marketing plan. Look, the organized, visionary, and ambitious generally win out over the folks who just have passion and are spinning wheels. Finally, the seventh reason you need a strategic plan is that it allows you to validate the potential of your business with KPIs and disciplined analysis. It's a formal process that forces you to define what product validation actually means. It's no longer some ego activity. It's tied to numbers. Once this is done, you've become immune to both negative and positive feedback that may randomly come your way. Oh boy, and you'll get a lot of that as you grow. Instead, you'll focus on what the KPIs are telling you, including what your most valuable consumers are telling you because you actually know how to define who the most valuable consumers are for your business. And it ain't just everybody with a pulse and a wallet who walks by a BOGO sign. A plan forces you to set a goal, measure your KPIs, and do a structured diagnosis of what the hell is working and not working. All right, folks, I've just given you seven reasons to draft a professional strategic plan at least once a year while you're in business. It's going to adapt to your competitive situation and your funding situation. I guarantee you an activity that's going to take you about four to five full-time days is going to boost your odds of success as well as calm your nerves. Please put one together, you know, at the end of this year or early next year once your accountant has all the numbers figured out for you. And don't forget to take my online founders quiz on my website. Because it'll tell you if your team is set up for exponential growth. And it'll also give you access to my VIP email list with special contents and a special discount code on my paid courses and webinars so you can continue your professional development beyond this lovely stream of podcast episodes. That's all I've got, folks. And as always, be safe out there. Thanks for listening. Remember, Dr. Richardson has loads of resources for founders at premiumgrowthsolutions.com. And when you're on his site, don't forget to take his founders quiz and see if you're ready to ride the skate ramp of exponential growth.